this podcast wow. just tricks you into thinking you're just having a conversation <laughs> with your friends. <laughs> but this is all on the record. No facts, all feelings, wrestling podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ian, and I'm Leah. Guys, Yay. it's so good Allie! to be back with you. <laughs> We're so, so glad you're back. My God, I missed you both so much. Before I get so excited to be here that I forget, I want to say that you both did amazing jobs Thank hosting you. your Thank episodes you. and. Our wonderful guests, Sarah Offley Waffley from Waffley Bollocks and Trish from the Trish and Sarah Wrestling Podcast, were amazing. Uh, you guys killed it. And right now, I want to say that the next time one of you is out, those ladies are coming back. I'm getting back <laughs> on so I get my turn because I was very jealous as I listened, yeah. being like, I should, I should be there. I should be talking to these women. <laughs> That should be me. That should be me. That's supposed to be me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you guys, you guys did amazing, and I missed you so much. Yeah, you. it's been so long since we've been all I together. Know. I know, it really has been, and it is. Re- it was reflected. I will say when I went to do our little schedule this week, and I thought, wow, what the fuck has been going on in the world of wrestling what well what what have we here I to myself about quite a few of the things i typed so. yeah you know taking a couple of weeks off and then coming back to it and just seeing what's happening you know you come you come in with fresh eyes but it's a it's also a little bit like um you know you're getting sunbursts you're like what am i seeing <laughs> what am i seeing is this normal <laughs> Is this normal? <laughs> and it's not. <laughs> it is and it isn't. So I'll be I'll be hitting you guys with some questions as I uh, as I take us through the and shows. We'll of the remember week. everything oh, yeah. that happened. Oh, we'll give you, you truthful wrong. answers. For sure. <laughs> yeah, truthful. we'll definitely be on top of it. No problem. Yeah, I think you guys are going to do an amazing job. Um, I want to start by talking about a critical issue of our times. I didn't see the Young Bucks or Hangman on Mm-mm. TV this week. And no. me personally, and I'm going to go out there and say it, I don't like that. Oh, I loved it. It was my favorite. <laughs> Tell me more, Leah. Speak on it. Oh, you when, loved it? When I don't see the young back, but that's when I thrive. I would say that I, I become s- mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you you mm-hmm. achieved mental achieved health this week. Kind of <laughs> you were like, every week before this, like, no mental yeah. health. But this no week, mental health. Yeah. you said the young bucks Finally. are my drug. <laughs> <laughs> Bracing cold shower, you know. I'm imagining the Nicole Kidman <laughs> in my little yellow dress. No like, ah, Finally, <laughs> guys, I like him and I miss him. I want to see him personally. No. I, it, I mean, in reality, I started berating Sarah at some point. Like when, I, when Excalibur started doing the rundown and they weren't announced for Rampage, Collision, or the next Dynamite, I just started berating Sarah, who was like. <laughs> What's happened here? You were having fun five minutes ago. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm no longer having fun. That's what it's like to be a little toddler and your favorite toy goes missing. Like, yeah. 
That's like I was visiting with my with my friends who have a little toddler, and at one point he was really obsessed with a fly swatter, and it got it <laughs> fell down through the steps, and it was like under the beach house, and just we didn't want to go get it. We were like waiting for his grandparents to come visit so they could get it, and his parents kept being like, "He'll probably forget about it." <laughs> no. no, 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 no. We love that fly swatter, <laughs> and that's, water. that's that's Tony with us. He keeps being like, and surely they'll forget about the young bucks. If I keep yeah, withholding the them, they'll forget. I won't. <laughs> we certainly will not. It was um, a weird little lineup this week, honestly. Like, you know, strange assembly of people. It was. I was thinking about it afterwards. I was like, I wasn't mad about dynamite. I didn't feel. I didn't feel anger. Okay, I want to be clear about that. I thought it was a good technically a good show that also i kept again just being like what is this like who are these people i don't these aren't my best friends these are friends that i have a lot of them but they're not my closest friend where'd all my friends go i didn't see i didn't see jericho i guess because he got beat up by hobbs i didn't see mox i guess because he has a concussion didn't see young looks i didn't see hangman I've, i haven't seen jb in a million years bring him back i miss him that's my little familiar boy i like familiar men and women when i just see yep. them and i know them yeah <laughs> too them much back. too many new men and women it's too not many. not what we prefer no we're women of habit creatures even okay <laughs> <laughs> well let's start with talking about some new men so hmm, oh, a classic job that i did here it was really hard for me to figure out what happened here okay <laughs> What I gather is that on Collision, which I didn't watch, I watched Rampage and don't remember much of it, didn't watch Collision. I gather that it opened with, uh, with a, a passel of men all out there in the <laughs> ring together, just, just giving and gabbing. And so we had Christian Cage, Ricky Starks, Bill, Bill, big, Bill, big. <laughs> Bill, Bill. <laughs> We love Bill Bill. He's Bill Bill. What, Bill, what Bill. size was this Bill? Large. So large. You would have Grande. Just big as hell. Lucha. Lucha. <laughs> Nick Wayne. What the fuck? This is so many men. <laughs> they came out one by one. Like, I didn't watch Collision either, but I turned it on in the middle of this, and it was just like FTR was talking, and then they went into like a Samoa Joe match, and I was like, oh no, I can't watch Collision. But um, when you put this in here, I did watch this opening segment, and, and they did, they clown card it one, one at a time to full entrance music. So. I, t- I honestly don't know what to do with, with any of that. <laughs> they, they all came out, and. And, and Christian w- brought like 10 security guards, too. So it was. There was a crowd. Eric, Eric Beeson said that only one. No, who said this? Someone, someone on Manolo. Uh, someone was like, only one. No, I think it was Eric Beeson said that only one of Christian's security guards was wearing a suit, and he was like, "Is he the head security guard?" <laughs> he was the tallest security guard too. He was much larger than the rest of them. So yeah, I, yeah. I mean, okay. The tallest security guard is in charge, right? That's how that works. How? Yeah. What was right. his size compared to Large William? Oh, Large William wasn't standing. I think Large William was standing <laughs> down, like not in the ring, I think. So I, I didn't get a good comparison. Oh, wow. He didn't want to be compared. Our okay. Friend, our friend Blaine went to a house show. Sorry, Hallie. No, say Our it, friend say ha- uh, Blaine went to a house show where Big Bill was wrestling and the whole crowd started chanting small Bill at him and he got very <laughs> comedically angry at them. <laughs> That's very fun. That's delightful. I have to tell you that I did this whole schedule and that only at hours later was I suddenly like, oh, Ricky and Big Bill have those titles. <laughs> yeah, they got they those do. 
they got those titles. It's yeah. wild. Earlier today, like I was on this podcast last week, so I had to know about it, but I was like, who has the tag titles again? And it took me like a while to remember because it's so stupid. Well, it's like really crazy right now. I, I understand that we've really made a weird mess. I don't of this. think we have to do anything, <laughs> Leah. I don't think we have. I think we can say anything we want. So just it's, sing it. It's sister. crazy that like singles wrestlers are wrestling in the tag division as if they've <laughs> yeah. always been there. And Sicko they're splitting style. up. They're splitting up tag teams to yeah. wrestle singles matches. That's what right. are we doing? What are what we are doing? We doing? <laughs> it's true. There's, it's ridiculous. There's and supposed like, to be divisions. My men are supposed are, to be categorized. And when the men, the men that are naturally in trios, they don't wrestle for the trios belts like best friends to Orange Cassidy. No, <laughs> they're not wrestling together ever. It has a little bit of a feeling of like a like a sports movie, like a Mighty Ducks kind of movie, where like. That are we have a new coach who's like we gotta shake things up around here. Some of you are so used to what you've been doing that you don't know what you could achieve if you tried a couple different things. We're gonna smack eggs around the room. <laughs> or like when the teacher is trying to get the talkative kids to shut up, yeah. and so they keep like putting them at desks next to quiet kids. Yeah, you guys will be shocked to hear that deep into college. I was still getting split up from <laughs> college in straight up in college, having professors be like, you can't sit next to her anymore. <laughs> you two can't sit together anymore. And it's like, wow. you're right. I never saw your right college to professor say ever say that to anyone. <laughs> well, I was, I was getting my, I was getting, I was majoring in creative writing. So oh, it was sure. a little, sure, sure, sure. You know, Different uh, and then we are micromanagers to, over there in creative writing. We used to be on our laptops and we'd be chatting on Google chat during class <laughs> wow they and they didn't catch us for that okay well what's happening here in this <laughs> schedule <clears throat> okay well look they all got out there and uh what we heard none of us watched this right i, I watched it tonight oh, you before. now have watched it yeah. okay well speak to us so we've heard that that ricky and cope got yeah. into it a little and it wasn't and it was a little shoot shoot heat I, yeah, I don't know if it was shoot heat, but it was weird and awkward. It was like Ricky started promoing on Brian Danielson, and then he said, stop looking at me with your bug eyes to Edge, who, <laughs> who then said, it's your silk slacks. Um, and then Ricky kept trying to go back to Brian Danielson, but like then Edge was like calling him a vanilla midget version of The Rock. And then my favorite part was that Brian Danielson got a look on his face like you're at Thanksgiving and your family are starting to say unforgivable <laughs> things to each other, which I watched like a lot of Total Bellas last week. So I've, I'm very familiar with that expression on Brian Danielson's face. And uh, yeah, so I don't think it was planned because it was really awkward. But I mean, I don't know if they're actually mad at each other, obviously. But uh, yeah, it was weird. I don't think anyone's confirmed that they're actually mad at each other, but I think what Dave said is that they both felt frustrated with how it went. Which, <laughs> well, it went bad, so yeah. <laughs> but I, I would just like to say that if Tony did not immediately lock them into a get together shirt, or get along <laughs> shirt, so that there's no uh, year long passive aggressive <laughs> fight that results in a brawl, that would just be really great. <laughs> I do think great, that yeah. the, the law of the land should now be that if the if the vibes are bad out in the ring, literally as the wrestlers come back through Gorilla, 
you slap handcuffs on their ankles, three-legged yeah. race style. And it's just like, and just head and head out, have a great night. And then, then it's on you to deal with it until such time as Tony decides to undo the cuffs. Either that. Oh, I thought they were going to have to figure out how to get the cuffs off themselves. Like it's an escape room situation. Oh, that's fun. I guess it could be either way. It's like either you yeah. come back to Tony and you're three-legged racing and you're like, I love this guy. This is my best friend. And Tony undoes it. Three-legged or racing. you work to together you get the cuffs off and you shake hands as men and proceed from there men. or women that women too or let me hit you with something they come backstage as they pass gorilla tk says hey you two and he points to a room <laughs> they go in the room they open the door in the middle sits jr and he says welcome yes let's take a seat this is the new role for jr wow. we've got it we've got it you can keep jr your your old man comfort wrestling legend and he's just in the broom closet just off gorilla waiting for wrestlers to come in for therapy Ellie, did you see that they um, put Tony Schiavone on commentary along with Kevin Kelly to lead commentary, and then they pulled yes. Kevin Kelly off and put JR on for the main event? Absolutely, so. absolutely amazing stuff. I hate Kevin Kelly so, so much. much. And I barely have worst. watched Collision, but it's like this man can't say anything right. Mm-mm. No. Get Terrible. rid of him. Get yep. him out of there. Out the door. Complete sucks. Complete sucks. So true. <laughs> Uh, did we have anything else? We, y'all good here? <laughs> you have anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> Allie, how do you feel about Edge? If you had to rate yeah. him. New man rating. Also, Ooh. Leah, I noticed after listening to that episode that we got distracted and you never new man rated Edge, oh. actually. So. I would have, I would have been, I would have been with you. I would have, mm. I think my rating now is a little lower actually, but yeah. when we did it, yeah. I would have, I would have been at like a nine because I was really, I was really high on him. Nice. So I yeah. did watch because he debuted at, at um, Wrestle Dream, right? Yes. Yes, we saw yes. him. Right? Yeah, yeah we saw we him saw come him out. together. Yeah, and and I loved his energy, and then I also saw when he came out two weeks ago or something. I watched that yeah. part of Dynamite, and I was like, I love, I love him. He just has too much leg for his body, <laughs> and he just right. looks all the time like he's like. I have to be so careful because I could cross the ring in two strides, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. So I'm like, he's kind of fake running. Who a was lot. it? Paul Bunyan? Is that who could stride across oh, America? Probably, probably across America in two strides. Yeah. He, he's really big. Yeah. And he had knots. I hate that they have left his name Adam Copeland, though, because every time they start saying Adam Co., it's just like, what are we, what are we doing here? We've it's got not, too many. We've got too we many. Had to, we should have changed it. But I know. I anyway. can't. And it's just too much long. It's just too long. I can't be saying Adam Copeland, which is why no. I keep trying to train myself into saying Cope. But like, I know, but it Edge feels... is just better. I wish it was just Edge. It is. Yeah. It's unfortunate. They could have, like, what are Edge related terms they could have done? Like, curve or <laughs> side. Side. <laughs> I like curb. Top. Let's go I like curb. curb a lot. Yeah, let's start calling him curb. <laughs> okay, curb. Curb Cope. Uh, <laughs> I would say that, that the first couple weeks, I would have given him like a 9.5, but I was having a real problem last night that he contributed yeah. to where Tony let all these men do promos who I'm sure are very nice and, and good at it and can be good at it. But every single one of them was like making me so nervous. Like I was just like, do you know how to drive? Like they're <laughs> driving me actively driving me on the highway. I'm like, do you, have you had lessons? Do you know how to do this? I don't feel safe. I feel like you could say anything and it could be really bad. And I don't like being here because I don't know what's happening. 
<laughs> so that's how I felt about him last night. So he's down to like an he's yeah, down he's, to an eight point five. Yeah. Okay, so it's like he's Agree. still doing really really well. I think I would even knock him down to a seven. Yeah, down, oh, I'm probably seven. at a seven point five. Is what I was. I, thinking. I was willing to give him still a little bump because I'm like, you are an old man lover. So <laughs> I can't. I would never try to take that away from you, and it's really important. So. But I agree. I just feel nervous. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm, yeah. we're going to have to. I'm still to, high well, on him. But, yeah. yeah the pro one, one last, last night, night I didn't enjoy. And Mm-mm. it was I don't so know. long and like, rambly. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Ricky sucks. But, like, you just got here. Like, you can't keep eating. <laughs> like, don't pick fights with Ricky. You just Oh, my God. Here. You're defending Ricky. <laughs> well, that I mean, is I not. am a little, a little horrified. I yeah. mean, That's like, he's not. Me. He, like, of course, like. Ricky sucks, and we all agree Ricky sucks. Like it's like Sammy. If he punched Sammy, I'm like, you haven't earned that. I think Everybody I like, wants to I punch think I like Sammy, Sammy like, more than Ricky at this point. Like yeah, I think I would. I think like sure. I would defend Sammy from an outsider being mean to him before I would defend Ricky because I'm like, <laughs> Ricky doesn't even want to be here. Yeah. Ricky is, has fucking delusions of grandeur. He thinks he's gonna like main event <laughs> WrestleMania next year. Like Ricky can get out of here. I've had it with him. I don't disagree. With, the whole internet discourse where they were like, Edge buried Ricky. It was like, ba- Ricky has been burying himself by being yeah. Ricky, Ricky loves digging his own grave. It's his number one hobby. He's at the bottom of the grave screaming, when am I get- when's Ricky getting his chance? You're seven miles underground, dude. Just chill. Well, I don't know what we're talking about. Okay, well, let's talk about Christian and Edge. Okay, so, mm-hmm. oh, no, we talked about that. Now we're going to. <laughs> do you want to talk about his loose relationship with kayfabe though because i do think it's a i did think it issue. was really strange like he seemed to feel in the promo last night like he had to make up like he had said things obviously when he came on like i love christian cage uncle jay and i want to work with him and he seemed to feel like he had to in kayfabe like make sense of that and i was like i don't think you do like, or not this way anyway. Like, you're really work. I don't know. I just didn't fully get it. No. It did feel kind of over-explained. And I felt a little bit, too. It's like, I was like, well, other people will bring it. Like, you know, Kenny talking about Don Callis when he was a kid and whatever. It's like, other people, like, draw from their real life in the kayfabe stuff, and I'm fine with it. But I don't know. It just feels like with Christian's, like, character in kayfabe, like, Edge is, like, kind of undermined all the time by being, like, he was so cute with his little haircut, you know? And I don't know. It's just I like, think I feel uh. like he should, his energy should have been, like, I saw what was happening to Christian and I was shocked. That's not the man I knew. I I knew that I had to come here and try and save that man. Cause I thought he ended on a really sexy note where he was like, at some point you're going to hit rock bottom, but I'll still be here. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, I'd love to hear that. That's so horny. Mm -hmm. But um, I just felt like I didn't really like the idea that he was like, Christian really wanted me to come, but then he just had a different attitude. And I was like, this is too complicated. It's too much. It's wrestling. We can't be getting into all that. Okay, uh, let's talk about, okay, so Christian's other storyline that's not being a, a, an old man lover, uh, which is, well, it's Nick Wayne, so we can't really get into all that, actually. <laughs> so, so it's just different. And to be clear, he is 18. Don't worry about that. We're moving hey. from old man lover to father lover. Everything like we're about to say. Legal. We spent years counting down to it. Am I right? <laughs> Just wake like everyone in wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So JR sat down with Nick Wayne and his hot mom, whose name Shayna. 
I, I learned that Shana. on uh, the internet Shana. today. It is Shana mm-hmm. with Nick Wayne and his hot mom, Shana. Uh, and they did a classic little back and forth where she was being like, Nick, this isn't you. And Nick was like slumped and looking mad. And he was like, it is me, mom. Actually, that's what you don't understand. And then, uh, she was being like, Christian is so bad. And he was like, Christian is my sexy dad now, actually. <laughs> and Christian came and my in. My real dad dad sucks. <laughs> my real dad dad sucks. And I love my sexy new dad. <laughs> Christian came in. He laid a really heavy hand on Nick Wayne's shoulder. And Nick Wayne got up to leave with him. And Nick Wayne's mom slapped him across his face. And then uh, they got to the other side of a door. And Darby attacked them both. And this is slightly weirdly filmed, but it's fine. So Darby is being... <laughs> they experimented uh, with angles in a way that was like, now I'm like feeling strange about this. Yeah, that Wikipedia article on Dutch <laughs> angles and was like, I don't know, give it a try. <laughs> this spilled out onto the ramp. And it is a little bit of a, of, and you were there and you were there for me. Did, uh, did Edge join us? Side? Curve? Did Curve join us for this <laughs> on the I ramp? Can't I can't remember. Who was in the ring with Darby at the end? So Nick Wayne's to- Sting. tooth. Did Sting come Sting out? came out. Sting came. Yeah. Sting came out. The man himself. Okay. Well, anyway, so that's what happened there. And um, <laughs> Nick Wayne broke his tooth. I think. It was yeah. Gross. They said he broke it all the way to the nerve. Oh. <laughs> His mouth was bleeding, and I was like, oh, did he, like, bite on a blood capsule or something? And then I was like, oh, no, his, half his tooth is gone. It's not I don't like that. Cool. No. no. I personally don't like that. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, so, and then the other thing, that was the other thing that was going on this week, is that Sting came out to, to speak to, where were they? They were in Texas somewhere. He yeah, came out to speak, and uh, he said that he will be retiring. Uh, his last match will be Revolution 2024. And he was like, and that's it for sure, guys. That's it. That's the end. Do not be expecting more than that. It's not a zag. That's a wrap on Sting. And I hated that. I felt so sad. I, I mean, I'm happy for yeah. him because it's like he's an old man and he deser- and he looks like he should be fishing when he's not in his face paint. And he <laughs> deserves to get out there and catch some biggins. But yeah. I'm going to miss him so much. I know. I know. It was yeah. actually crazy how sad I felt because I was like, I've only known this man for a couple of years, but Sting wasn't even there the whole time we've been watching. No, because no. we saw his debut and yeah. I was like, I don't know who this is. And even last night he was like listing all of the people that he like feels were like very important to his career. And I just kept being like, I don't know those men, no. but I'm, yeah. I'm sad anyway. Yeah. I'm sad for you, Sting. I mean, I think it's like Sting was such a good, not to put it this way, but was such a good hire. Sting has been a great old man. Everything he's done (laughs) has rocked. He's contributed to the, to the economy of Mm -hmm. wrestling. He like doesn't steal focus in ways he shouldn't, but he's just like always additive. And he's like done so well with Darby. It's been such like a good relationship that I feel very like emotional and sweet about. And I just feel like, like he and Christian both, it's like just the right amount of them all the time. Whereas like sometimes like the Hardys get a little, there's a little too much, you know, or whatever. And I think the Hardys have honestly gotten like, I like them more now that they have like that clear relationship with like Isaiah Cassidy, Mm -hmm. uh, where I'm like, I see you doing 
some of the stuff that we've seen Sting do for Darby and Christian do for JB. Like I see mm-hmm. you like mentoring and mm-hmm. I really like that. I, Cause I agree yeah. that sometimes it's like too much Hardys for me, but like it is really important to me to see these older guys mm-hmm. clearly passing on like knowledge and right. you yeah. can, you know, that's what makes you like them. Yeah, right. especially when they don't seem too like high on their own ego. Like they are just genuinely like helping guys out. Right, Happy which I mean, there. like I think Sting is the sterling example of that. Christian, I think, I mean, Christian is takes more, I think, spotlight than Sting yeah. does, but he's clearly been incredibly, like, pivotal in Jungle Boy's career, and like that's what, like, that's why I felt pretty high on Edge when he first curb when he first came because, <laughs> like, that's what I felt like his speech was that he was like, oh, mm-hmm. like I want to be doing that too, and so like. I hope he does because, like, that is what people, like, need, you know? Like, I feel yeah. like people like Action Andretti and, like, mm-hmm. um, Darius and Dante where it's, like, yeah. they can wrestle. Like, they know how to wrestle. They don't need anybody to teach them how to wrestle. They need they need you to teach them how to be charismatic in the ring. Yeah. Remember when poor Dante Martin had a mentor every two weeks for a stretch <laughs> of, like, six months? And then I think probably injured himself and they were, like, oh, That was was a crazy time in my life where he was just getting sex trafficked (laughs) from person to person to person. And then abruptly he went back to to Matt Seidel and then disappeared. And they like couldn't decide. And then Kyle Fletcher stole his girlfriend and poor kid. (laughs) He's had a rough time. Um, He didn't really steal his girlfriend though. That was a joke. No, but they but are he is to, dating his ex girlfriend. Ka- I was like, I was like, is, Ka- is Kyle Fletcher dating? Um, yeah, Sky, Sky Blue. Blue. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, and, and Mark Davis is okay with that. I don't his, know. We don't his, know. He hasn't spoken on it. <laughs> <laughs> they are a thruffle, probably. <laughs> his spy, his silence on the topic speaks. <laughs> Kyle Fletcher <laughs> has two hands. <laughs> um. I, well, I was going to say, like, I think you just don't you you don't know right away if like you don't know right away what like a, a vet like curve is going to be able yeah. to achieve because you do. Someone like, else came in making big promises about <laughs> mentoring young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember. <laughs> I do remember that. Um, I think it's like you can't tell right away. Like you got to get them in a program where it's working and it's like like Christian and JB it was such a great fit like and I think that's you know so and like Darby and Sting where it's like clearly like their souls are made of the same material you know you've got to find find those guys Darby what is gonna happen to him it's like it feels a little bit like Sting sat down and was like you have all your friends from Seattle here now it's time (laughs) for daddy to go away But it's like, I mean, it's like Darby was like not an unsuccessful wrestler before Sting know got was, there, but yeah. he just like, he was like this gluing factor where like he just made Darby make sense in a certain way. Yeah. And so it does kind of feel like he's like, you're okay. You can make it without me. You can keep going. <laughs> I don't want to when Darby without said that, that Sting wasn't his dad. He was his best friend. She's <laughs> not my dad. He's my he's best, best friend. friend. <laughs> Remember when okay. he wouldn't let okay, he wouldn't let Sting? Girls. Remember when he wouldn't let Sting come out ringside for his fight with Ethan? And he was just like, "I don't need you, Dad. I can do this on my own." And Sting really Sting's dealt with feelings. Sting dealt with it like a man who understood teenagers. Like he yeah. was just yeah. like, "They are that way sometimes, and that's, that's okay." Gotta, that's yeah, part of their take pro- it personally. I'd love to watch Sting and Darby together in Stars Hollow. I think that would be a show I would really enjoy. <laughs> I'm dying to, and honestly, it's like. 
just as a little, if we only have like five months left of Sting, just a little backstage series that starts with the where you lead, <laughs> I will follow. And then it's just like the dramas of Sting and Darby and they're, and they're loving, but they're fighting. You should you know? make, get back to the TikTok, make a little TikTok with that song. Oh my Please. God, you're right. That's some, let's, let's jot that one down. I'll get in that. Do you guys okay. remember that video of it was like after a pay-per-view and like Sting and Darby were driving home together, but they got stuck in the traffic. And so they were getting out of the car and like running up to the windows of people with AW signs yeah. and just being like that. <laughs> and they just still had their face paint on. These men, they still are, had their face these paint men on. are crazy. <laughs> I'm going to miss you, Sting. Yeah. Okay. Well, Sting, we've got we've got five to six, can't count. Great months with you left, and uh, we're gonna make the most of every single one of them, and we're gonna we're gonna count our lucky stars every day that we got you. <laughs> so, uh, let's move on to talking about what's going on with MJF, our world champion. I don't like this section, okay, because <laughs> it's really complicated. Because what did you, it is. What did you title it? MJF man, MJF man of a jillion feuds. That's that pretty good. It probably that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so my understanding, just from uh, you know, I've seen a little here, a little there, but I'm just getting fully back up to speed this week. Uh, all of a sudden, Adam's Adam Cole is out. He's been mm-hmm. doing some stuff. We'll talk about in a minute. Max is all alone. He had one friend, first friend ever, and now he has no <laughs> For one. Like- Two months, yeah. For like two months. <laughs> and now, and, and the, the birds of prey are circling, and they want things from Max, and they sense his vulnerability in this moment. So we have quite a few people. They want his belt. They want his blood. They want a little kissy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're circling around. And for, it's a lot of people. And so let's start there. What did you guys think about... Just like the structure of, I would say even like just dynamite this week, where it's like every other man is like, I am here for the belt. I think that like people haven't been talking about the world title belt in a long time. Like, I feel like the international title has been like the title for like a while. So like, it's not crazy, but it is very abrupt where it just felt like everybody was like, all right, let's time to get serious though. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I thought about, because uh, so I listened to um, your guys's episode from last week with Trish and I appreciated uh, hearing Trish's perspective about the belt. And she was saying like, you know, it's kind of like as an NJPW fan, like the feeling you have is like the belt should be really important. Like you have a certain idea of what the belt is. And I was like, you know what? I do understand that. And I understand that MJF has not like it, like people haven't been acting like that with MJF having the belt. But this week was so weird to me because everyone suddenly showed up for the belt, but nobody, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, nobody was cutting a promo being, like, explicitly being, like, you are, like, you're a vulnerable animal right now, and we're all coming for you. We can sense blood in the water. Like, you're not the, you aren't capable of defending that thing on your own, actually. You've become weak. Like, we're all, you know what I mean? No, and that would be really, it would be really effective. Like, especially, like, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get into it, but, like, the, like, Wardlow as, like, the outlier, like, who hasn't, like, been involved in any of that, that would be a great thing for him to be, like, hey, I noticed that you're wounded. Now I'm going to get my revenge for everything yeah. that happened. 
Yeah. Just like well, to be just, like the flip side of showing your soft underbelly, like feels good in the moment when you're getting belly rubs, but then someone can step <laughs> on your soft underbelly. Like, congrats. <laughs> and you're out there now. MJF could have some feelings about that. Yeah. It just, it all felt so scattered to me. It was just like, and this is, it, like, it's true that no one has been coming for the belt for a while, but it, because MJF got kind of split into these two like the ROH tag belts and the world title belt, then it's like his stories, like he's had multiple ones at a time that they haven't been balancing very well. And then this week it just felt like it went over the top where I was like, so he's feuding with Jay, but he's feuding with Kenny maybe? He's feuding, like there's just so many people and it's like no one is a focus and it just feels like now that like hopefully the ROH tag stuff gets wrapped up and it's like we could have like a coherent and I don't mind, like, interlocking storylines, but it just feels like... And what you said with it's, like, oh, he showed his vulnerable underbelly, and so now people are... Like, that would be a coherent storyline, yeah. but this was just, like, why is MJF having beef with, like, 300 people at once? It just felt all over I, the place. Yeah, they needed I to think, hang a hat on it and be like, and this is deliberate. Mm-hmm. I think if... Yeah, if everyone is simultaneously coming for him, you should just have a scene that's, like, you see the jackal circling. And it's yeah. like, oh, right, because you're limping through the desert alone. Like, so, yeah. you know, do you remember when um, when JV and Luchasaurus won the belts and all the heels came out to just, yes. like, do that at them? them. Which yeah. was kind of, like, they never did anything with that, really, which I was annoyed about, <laughs> or now saying it I'm annoyed about. But I'm like, you kind of wanted a scene, not exactly like that, but you want to see all those people circling MJF, clocking each other and being like, yeah, like we'll one of us is going to get this, and maybe we'll all help each other a little along the way because we're going to mm-hmm. make this kid's life a living hell yeah. until yeah. that belt is on someone else. Right? Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Well, we'll see. Let's go through each of them one by one, shall we? Okay, so we'll start with Jay White. So Jay White stole the belt from MJF, and he's doing a little comedy routine where he has the belt and Cardblade has a belt, and I think that's fun. Um, <laughs> this week on Collision, um, Juice Robinson fought Christopher Daniels. Is that what happened? Yeah. Well, love that for them. And now, Leah, you've written, Jay proposed <laughs> to Juice with the TJ Maxx ring. Can you elaborate <laughs> on that for me? I can, like, pretty superficially because I also didn't watch it. So Jay fought, made a point of saying, I went to TJ Maxx and I bought a (laughs) ring on sale. Are they getting money for this? Is it paid placement? I hope so. I love that he's a TJ Maxx girly. I know. A Maxinista is what it is called. That's right. A sale watcher. And then he got down on one knee and presented it to Juice and said... Like, I think he, like, made, like, a will you... I don't... Actually, I shouldn't say that. But I th- it was very much a proposal. Just it was, say it confidently. And, <laughs> and he said, will you be my husband? <laughs> and Juice got Will you make excited. me the happiest man <laughs> in the world? <laughs> and Juice held out his hand, and Jay put the ring on him. And then he was, like, wow. like very excited and pleased. And so now he's been wearing the ring around. And it's, like... And he keeps calling it the TJ Maxx ring. <laughs> I I love that. I do hope that, you know, not to get us really off topic, but uh, I have been watching Bones, which I don't think anyone should do, like, really, no, I mean, especially not, like, don't watch, like, 
I did like nine seasons. That's kind of where I failed <laughs> out. Like it was like when you hit the nine season mark, it's like, mm, well, we're in a bad territory. But uh, they do a lot of those. They, people used to do them so much more. They do a lot of those like car ads where there's <laughs> they're driving somewhere and they're just oh, yeah, like, and they're like, how the are we going to get there? on this car? Yeah, is- <laughs> no, it's so crazy. Like, and this is what that feels like to me is like, you got this for only $20 at TJ Maxx? They've got a lot of great stuff there. <laughs> if you're looking for deals, you can't do better than TJ Maxx. Am I right? So that's really fun. Okay, great. So he proposed marriage. Um, so then Jay fought Penta on Dynamite this week. I don't think any of us know why. And I don't think we have to explain. Okay, so no. don't try. And then <laughs> They after- didn't explain it to us, so uh, I sometimes. think probably. <laughs> I never know if they have or not, to be honest. And then afterwards, Jay Juice and the Guns cut some in-ring promos on MJF uh, because Juice was scheduled to be in the Battle Royale that main evented. Where that's, and that's for the Dynamite Diamond Ring, which is how this is all coming together i don't think we have to get into so it so juice might get two rings well but then which man will he marry yeah wait a second it's a lot happening polyamory here. a lot of layers on AWTV. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second here um i this was it's all fine you know what i mean like so it's like i'm not i'm not mad about any of this but i will say that whole post match promo segment Another one of those times when I was like, yeah. do you know how to drive? I'm really nervous right now. <laughs> it's not that you're doing anything like that crazy, but I'm not feeling confident. Right. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, it all like I was pretty sure based on like the collision stuff that they had decided to uh, pivot away from the quarters thing. But I did like oh I was still nervous the whole time Juice was out there because I was just like, yeah. eh, I hope we're I hope we're. uh Having fun tonight, shall we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know you guys uh, didn't want me to say it, but I'm glad I was. <laughs> Ellie, don't, why don't would you say do it? That? Don't you dare. I had to say it. I just had to say it. My God. Now next week, they're, they're going to... Who knows what will happen next week? Suddenly. I don't know. Never mind. I don't know what could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Nothing. Nope. Nothing's gonna. You know what? Nothing. Everyone just just knock on Everyone little wood. Just I'm, really cool. I'm Everyone just be really cool. I'm not gonna be really cool. Knock on wood, Leah. Okay, we good. all knocked. Good, good. So it's all good. Yeah. Um, no, this was another promo that was just very rambling. Like I feel like the volume of storylines for MJF is like scattered, but then the individual promos are also kind of scattered. It's like I don't have a clear line on anyone's like motivations. No, and they all feel really different. Like, again, not to harp on the same point, but it's like if everyone is coming for him at the same time, we should be coordinating these promos so that it's like maybe like each of you is like uh, targeting a different aspect of, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like we should be able to feel that we're like all like the big bads are collaborating. Okay, run back the four pillars thing, except this time it's (laughs) it's Jay White, Samoa Joe, and (laughs) Wardlow. They're all standing in a corner. They're having their individual monologues. I know know we've all said it, but I liked the four pillars, and I thought they needed the practice, and they did did pretty good work, actually. I don't know why all the men hated it so much. Well, like, so many people take it as granted as, like, 
obvious fact where they're like, well, you know, as we all know, the four pillars thing flopped. And I was like, I, every time I read that, I'm like, did it? Because I didn't think it did. There was like I one read that time. was rough, but most of it was pretty good. Yeah. And they I did think a- most of it was like good for the people involved. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Whatever. I, yeah. Yeah. We're, I we're keep supportive thinking of about our children as they learn and grow. <laughs> unlike some. That's right. Unlike some. I do, I do keep thinking with these like rambly promos about, did you guys see how Freddie Prince Jr. on his podcast like said a thing about how when he was at WWE, he was like, yeah, and these wrestlers, like they're not trained actors. Um, so they really don't know anything. Like I kept having to talk to them like, <laughs> you know, have a motivation, like a thing that you want. And here's how to create a character. And I was honestly like, Freddie Prince Jr., can you like do some workshops like everywhere? Honestly, if he weren't so focused on trying to start his own company, like bring him in, Tone. I really do. I mean, I don't know him that well, but everything I've heard from him, I'm like, you you do have good things to say. And to be honest, I think that a Scooby-Doo live action movie level of acting is kind of what we need. Yes. From <laughs> these right. from these yes. wrestlers. Like that's right. for for maximum entertainment. It's like mm-hmm. we don't want Meryl Streep getting in there. That's <laughs> no. gonna be a little too much. We really want row row. <laughs> What's your motivation to get Scooby snacks? <laughs> that's okay. That works for us. That's what Jake Hager needs. Yeah. Jake, if Jake Hager is out there being like rut row all the time, honestly, it'd be I know a great character pull it note. Off. I, I know, know he could pull it I off. Just, I mean, I popped so hard for that just now. It's like if I heard Jake Hager say rut row, <laughs> I'd be out here talking about it like it's Shakespeare. Like, I mean, like this is the comedy of the people. Especially standing behind like Matt and Jeff, mm, like, mm-hmm. you know, like 2.0 and just being like rut row. <laughs> I like you're saying it so small too. I love that. <laughs> oh, man. oh my god, Jake! <laughs> do you guys remember those um the Beethoven movies? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just like Jake Hager could be like Beethoven the dog kind of too. Like yeah, just so just so big, big and energy. yeah. If you just leave, if you... leave in a puddle of drool when he gets up, you know <laughs> that Saint Bernard situation. I wasn't allowed to watch those. Oh my god, really? Wow. I watched them at, at extended day, extended daycare. Oh, because that because my working parents they they worked at the same place. They were both chemists. I don't know. You guys, they met at work, so I don't know if it's come up. They lost that. control and had a consensual workplace. <laughs> relationship that was when you were a misogynist leah because you said it sounded like my mother was a secretary that's right that's right she was actually a a a high power chemist women can have jobs she rose much higher in the ranks uh, at the at the company they worked at than my father so good for her i wasn't allowed to watch beethoven because my mouth on the drowning scene disturbing (laughs) i thought you had i thought your best friend owned a video store so you had unfettered access to what is the videos. truth yes, not at age 10 I, that was like <laughs> so when you were 15 you weren't going back and watching the oh, so, no i probably was oh. i i mean i really had like i was going back and watching stuff it age no i was watching. like too young for me yeah. just being like i never got to see that so i should get to watch it now i was watching a lot of weirdly horny like horror, horror movies slash well, the like, beethoven movies are horny <laughs> He does with find the, he with takes the dog alley with the dog. Yeah, he takes a lover, impregnates her. They have to figure out what to do with the puppy. Wow. We got it. We got to cut this whole thing. I don't remember I Beethoven at all. We need to watch the Beethoven. <laughs> 
you know, girls, we've been watching a lot of movies lately, and uh, I'd, have to ask, I'd have to ask my mom permission. <laughs> I think she'll give it to you. The okay. drowning scene of Beethoven, no, but we are going to watch Jaws, so it's Yeah, we are going to watch Jaws, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, we must, we simply must move on, I think, to talk about the Battle Royale. Uh, so... Okay, so the Battle Royale, we had two serious contenders. We had Juice with his ring, and we had Max Caster, who has been finally actively wooing MJF romantically and sexually on screen (laughs) after spending the past two to three years uh, just, like, sexy-perving on him on Twitter. Um, What do you guys guys think about that? (laughs) I love it. Max Caster looks like he's having the best time. He's... He's trying not to laugh very hard every time he does it, which charms me. Yeah. It's clear that his face is very, like, dog who caught the mail truck, where he's like, (laughs) I've been doing this online for so long, and nobody liked it, and now I'm being allowed to do it on camera, and I don't know how this happened. Like, I feel like a lot of Max Caster's life is, like, they're letting me do this. They're really yeah. letting, they're gonna let me do this. Really, that is true. I am now thinking about when Tony Khan looked Orange Cassidy directly in the eyes and told him that he and Chris's boop thing would never be on TV, but then it got <laughs> on TV. So, like, honestly, if you just if you just try hard and believe in your dreams and persist, and you just keep taking a run MJF at MJF. It is. On air. I have to say, it is. I w- would love to know how it made it onto TV. Like, is it like Adam Cole got injured and Tony Khan looked around like, okay, well, who else can do a little goof with him? Yeah, who else right. has got a goof lined up? And Max we need a backup was, he's like presenting a, a manila folder full of printed out tweets being like, I got the good stone. I've been working on this one for a while. It's called long-term storytelling, Tony Khan. <laughs> It's uh, it's very fun. I have to, I, I love watching him. He was clearly this week. Uh, Anthony Bonds and Billy Gunn have been like, babe, just be normal. Just be normal. <laughs> that he's gonna love your normal personality. And Max Caster was like, I'm not normal. <laughs> the vibe was very much like like uh, Anthony Bowens had spent hours being like, <laughs> yeah. let's run it again. Okay, so I'm MJF, and you're gonna say, and. <laughs> Very good, Max. That was normal. Great. And they role-played it 16 to 17 times, and then they got out there, and Max fucked it up. (laughs) I think they might have also run flashcards of, like, where it's, like, yes or no, that's acceptable. And Anthony Bones really felt like Max Caster had gotten it down by the end. Like, he knew what things you can say and what things you can't. And then they got in there, and the the dick runs the show. You know, yeah. <laughs> they got to hook him up to like a shot collar and then run, <laughs> run it. Yeah. He might like it too much. You he never probably know. would. Yeah, probably would. Anyway, um, so Max Castro and Juice Robinson were the last two in the Battle Royale. Uh, they're fighting. They're fighting. Uh, Jay White had been on commentary and MJF came out. Well, at one point he came out and he bribed Dustin Rhodes, which was so <laughs> crazy to me that I like I, I still think, just I think MJF right? was on commentary. Because MJF oh. spent the whole time right. being like, yes. I don't want yeah, either yeah, of yeah. these two fuckers to thank win. You. <laughs> yes, thank you. That's right. Uh, okay, I just had a weird image in my head. Um, okay, so MJF's on commentary. But he did bribe Dustin Rhodes, right? Yes. Yes. I'm not wrong about Which that. Which is wild. Of he all gave, that happen? He, he bribed Dustin Rhodes to be like, to take juice out, I believe. And then... But of all Dustin, the men... <laughs> he's, he, I think he was the tallest one. 
That's a good point. <laughs> if large William had been there, maybe he would have been the one bribed. <laughs> this it was a real strange little motley crew, like Muppet Treasure Island crew mm. of men in this yeah. battle royale. Well, it was like, like mostly what are like we doing here? One member of a tag team and not the other one for some reason. Like I think it was Matt 2.0 and Trent, but no Chuck. I don't oh, understand yeah. how like every minute of life as an AW fan is just reading tweets being like, Tony has too many men. He cast to stop hiring this, these men. We have too many men. And then you look at who's doing stuff and it's like, show me the men. Where, are, <laughs> where are these too many men? Because the vibe is like, there's nothing left in the pantry, but we still have to make dinner. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's it crazy. Was a- I just went to look to see who was actually in this battle Royale. Matt Seidel was there. Did either of you see Matt Seidel? No, but I couldn't recognize him. I mean, under no circumstances could I actually recognize Matt Seidel without a cue that I was looking at Matt Seidel. (laughs) It does sound right that he was there because every man I looked at, I was like, why are we doing this? So it it was Juice, Daniel Garcia, Dustin Rhodes, Jake Hager, Jeff Hardy, Johnny TV, Commander, Matt Hardy, Matt Menard, Matt Seidel, Max Caster and Trent Beretta. Sure, yeah, the most normal battle royale you could possibly put together. Just a little chef salad in there. Just, just you just chop up your leftovers, throw them in a bowl. You got yourself a stew. <laughs> um, the side plot. Let's talk about the side plot in this match, which was Matt Menard preventing Danny Garcia from dancing by any means necessary. So that I think they started this on Rampage or even before, maybe last week. They've they've started it a while. I th- I don't think we've talked about it because it just did never made it back in. But I think Matt, I think daddy, daddy magic has been mad at Garcia for a little while now. He's not loving He's that dancing. The mayor from foot, footloose over there. Feet <laughs> 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 too loose. Uh, so yeah, so he was shutting it down. Danny Garcia finally did get to dance. Um, what do you think is going on with him? Because clearly we're, we're cruising for a shakeup in terms of his affiliations. Yeah, I don't know where it's going, though, because I think, if I remember correctly, this all started because Danny Garcia expressed, like, sympathy for when Jericho got beat up by somebody, and then Daddy Magic was like... We didn't. He, we didn't raise you us. to show empathy. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> you don't do that, and so like that's kind of a babyface move. So yeah. I don't know if it makes sense for him to like join any of the heels. Like, I mean, maybe he'll join best friends. That's really what you do when you decide to become <laughs> a face. When you're ready to baby face. I'm like, we don't have any more baby face. Baby faces. Do no, we? I mean, this is something Trish and Sarah keep I talking know. about where they're like, yeah. they don't put baby faces on TV no more. <laughs> we don't, we certainly don't have a faction of baby faces you can join. So no. I guess you could just no, be out again, there. It's best friends. It's just best it's friends best if you fr- want to be on well, TV once every three months. It's best so. friends, except that Orange Cassidy is licking his title. And co- <laughs> my precious thing is little title. So it's like, I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I, of course, I love Danny Garcia more than life itself. I only want good things for him. And I want him to get so, such fun matches and have so much fun with his other young friends and to get to fight his old heroes. And so I hope he does get to do that. 
I know. It's just I've, weird he hasn't been on TV very much. I feel like there's just so many people where I'm like, why don't we see them anymore? And it's just well, like, I think something, like, because people thought that Danny Garcia was somehow going to end up in that Wembley, the BCC best yeah. friends match. And then they had an injury. I don't know if he was going to, but, like, there have been a couple of points where it's really seemed like something was, like, he was lined up for something and then you could kind of even from the outside be like, Oh, I think that this thing happening maybe has impacted what they were going to do with Danny Garcia. So it has felt like even more legible than it sometimes does that. It's like the plans are getting messed up for him. Mm -hmm. Oh, well anyway, we'll see what happens. Um, Leah, do you just want to just quickly say this thing about Jake Hager? Cause I really think you should. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it's it's not, like, a big thing, but, like... It is, it's important that you say it, okay? The Bleacher Man put in his uh, recap this week, Hager feels like such an afterthought. Without Jericho, it doesn't feel like he has a reason to keep associating with this these guys. Listen, I need to take this man by the chin and say, listen, there, you don't always get to choose your family. No. He was in the trenches, with, the, mm-hmm. with Matt and Jeff and Daniel yeah. Garcia. He mm-hmm. chose them over Jericho. That's it. They're bonded yeah. now. They're bonded, yeah. bonded by the the strength of their convictions. Mm-hmm. And that conviction yes. is that they're mad at Jericho. They're, they're bonded <laughs> by that, though. And yeah. like, you don't just abandon that. These people and don't understand love. The they don't understand person. friendship. They don't understand mm-hmm. loyalty. What mm-hmm. is the point? Like, these these... I feel like man movies are constantly <laughs> telling me that nothing is more important to a man than loyalty. But, but then wrestling see how they men act. are constantly like, <laughs> is it good for business? <laughs> well, and I want to say, it's like, <laughs> yes, it sometimes you stage a walkout on your boss. And when you're out in the parking lot being like, wow, good for us. I can't believe we did that. You see one man and you think, who is that? <laughs> I don't, he hasn't been at any of the planning meetings. I don't know that man. But you don't say go away. You say no. there's room for all at this table. And yeah. I think that it is. I agree. I think it is, it is beautiful that it is. Matt Menard and, and, and Jeff Parker are like, well, that's just, that's our big, that's our big voice son. That's our, <laughs> that's our big voice son. That's just Jake. Jake goes well, here. And honestly, like, people love to talk about how they much they love, like, chosen family and found family tropes. But honestly, like, I am much more interested in the family you're stuck with. Like, the people <laughs> you might not be related to. They might just be your Jake Hager. But through circumstances, now you're bonded and you can't, you don't ditch them. Well, you're your I, first people. I want to say, I actually think that that is an underappreciated part of the chosen family is that you do, it's actually, it's not really a choice, actually. It's, <laughs> it's that you get thrown together and it's like, I guess this yeah. is my water bottle now. I guess right. now mm-hmm. I, this is just my family. I don't, right. I don't really know why, but... Listen, every friend group has a Jake Hager. And if you think your friend group doesn't have a Jake Hager, you are Jake Hager. <laughs> it's true. It's just, that's right. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay because it does mean that your friends love you. It just yeah. means they don't always know why. <laughs> they don't always know why. But if, if some outsider Girl. came for you, they would. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably sitting around worrying about Jake Hager behind his back. They're like... <laughs> Is Jake eating okay? Is Jake eating okay? 
Jacob's he sits so in the basement. Since we left Jericho, I he looks know. at pictures of bucket hats. I don't know. Is he happy? <laughs> Is he thriving? They knew each other for a long time. I think it's been a rough adjustment for him. <laughs> yep. I, I for one commend them. I commend them mm-hmm. for yes. saying Jake Hager is our is our family. That's what makes the the ex Jericho Appreciation Society a true family. The yeah. true family. The truest the truest family on wrestling TV. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about another family on wrestling TV. Don Callis brought all of his little ducklings out to the ring to cut a promo. I didn't. Uh, hear a lot of it because I was kind of focused on the crowd was booing, which they're so good at doing for Don Callis. Uh, Will Hobbs, who I understand wrecked Jericho last week, <laughs> um, w- cut a little promo about how Chris Jericho was mean to him once when he was a kid. Um, and it was fine. I thought he did a fine job. Like I was yeah, like, this yeah. isn't, this is not thrilling material, but I'm okay with it. I actually like he- this more than other stuff you've been up to. So, and actually, he did a pretty good job of, like, talking, even though he clearly could not hear himself over the booze, which many people have really struggled with. And I actually thought he did a better job than yeah. a lot of Callis's little lackeys. Yeah, I agree. It is funny to me how many wrestlers have a backstory that's just, I was your fan, and you look very good to me. <laughs> I know. It's kind, of like, it's kind of like, maybe we need a little commentary about about parasocial behavior. <laughs> I know that the, the IWC loves to talk about parasocial behavior and be like, it is a real problem. Women are parasocial. And it's mm-hmm. like, girls, what are you watching on TV? Because every week another man is telling me he was so parasocial in his youth <laughs> that it shaped him entirely and it still sticks with him to this day. Yeah. So, yeah. Still motivating the him. Calls his feelings that he had. The, the feelings he had for a wrestler he watched on TV 20 years ago. Still pretty important. You were my favorite wrestler and you never told me you loved me. You didn't know you existed. He didn't know about you. That's the okay. kind of behavior that leads to people, you know, trying to shoot Ronald Reagan. So. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Um, well, anyway, so Don Callis had to haul his little ducklings out there, and it was a real Island of Misfit Toys vibe, which I don't mind. I don't really know what's happening with this, but not, I don't think it's Don Callis's fault. Uh, and I kind of like everybody involved. I'm just like, I don't know what's driving us here, actually. I don't yeah. think I really understand this. Yeah. Um, later in the show, Kenny fought Kyle Fletcher. And uh, you want to talk about how this match was advertised? Uh, Allie, I'd, I'd like you to read your description of what this yeah, It would be my pleasure was. to say that Kenny fought Kyle Fletcher in a softcore porno titty match. Yeah. yeah that's right. That's how it was advertised. I, and, tell uh, me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why they chose those pictures, but I'm obsessed with it. But they were like, <laughs> we, they're going through all the many pictures that you could choose of Kyle Fletcher and Kenny Omega, and it's like they have to be matching artistic shots. They should be tasteful nudes. I want to see <laughs> pensive expressions on their faces, and I definitely do want the breasts in there. But I want to see the, the bosoms should be heaving. They should be soldiers. Uh, in a stationed on different sides of the world, but still passionately committed to each other, writing explicit letters that will be studied by scholars for centuries to come. Explicit letters. <laughs> yeah, be like letters I mean, from the twenties from from World War One talking about s- 
sucking mm-hmm. dick. And <laughs> I was is, thinking about that, uh, the meat where the opening the letter and then the, the <laughs> Kate Beaton cartoon one. Meanwhile, Whose letters like, were that? It was, who, what, who was the pervert? It's Edgar, it Allen, it's Edgar Allan Poe and um, other guy. Jules Verne? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Uh, but here's the thing. Like, I just keep yeah. picturing Kyle Fletcher's little voice as like a voiceover. <laughs> That sexy Australian accent. But it's like, why do you too? It's bratty. It's a bratty. And just imagine him talking about dick sucking in that voice. Well, he would never say these things out loud. I, not in front of his... <laughs> I tried to say castmates. <laughs> Solo soldier. Castmates. They're kind of in a war production. <laughs> Chorus line war soldier. Kenny is at war, but Kyle is just in a production of South Pacific. <laughs> yeah, that feels right. Oh my god! I can't. I really can't explain anything that's happened here, except I've been away from podcasting for a while, so there's a lot of stuff coming. It's been bottled up. You haven't had a steam outlet. The kettle is ready to blow. That yeah. is kind of how it feels. Yeah. Um. So they fought. Great match. Kenny big and strong. Kyle lost. Dying Cal is disgusted. He said, what is the point of Kyle Fletcher? <laughs> uh, what do you guys want to talk about? There was a move in that match where Kenny's face went into a turnbuckle. And I yeah. went, oh, my God, he's dead. But he was it fine. Was not good. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's Kenny's favorite thing to do. It's his favorite absolutely thing to do. look like he died. I know. It was, looked doesn't. like his whole head was just going to pop right off, honestly, in that move. Keep it Be on, careful. Kenny. Boys, CTE is a thing. I was listening to One Nation Radio, and they were like, just because it was Kenny's birthday on Monday, he turned forty, and so they were like talking about like how like you know he's unlikely to keep having these banger matches, and that he's gonna start probably start slowing down because he is getting older, and we should be appreciating while he exists. And then he did this match that fucking rules, and I just kept being like, we have to appreciate what we have. This <laughs> remember I know. every moment. <laughs> And These are in the, the golden days of Kenny Omega. That in the middle of the match, Kenny's trolling everybody, turning to the camera, going, "Why am I still doing these high flying moves when I'm so old? Get that camera <laughs> off me!" <laughs> I love him, I Your love Honor. Him so much. I just like the guy. So much. I think he's boy. fun. Um, mm. Do you want to talk about Kenny's em- emotional condition as we understand it in kayfabe? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... We don't have to. No, 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 I'm just trying to think about how I want to say this. I think, like, the last two weeks we've talked about how, like, lacking it was and, like, trying to uh, have a balance of being, like... It's lacking for reasons that are possibly outside of their control. Yeah. But it hasn't been satisfying. I do think this morning uh, one of our friends in one of our group chats had this idea cj had this idea that maybe it is like intentional and he's specifically numbing himself because he doesn't know how to operate in a world without don Callis, and Mm. so he like is trying to figure out like who he is and so he's forcing all of his emotions away from himself until he can figure out who he is and i did like that I don't I like know that, that it's true, but I like it. I don't think I'm, that I don't think that can be an actual storyline unless you are having 
moments where Kenny, like where like the bucks yeah. are being like, Kenny, where are you? You're a million yeah. miles away. And Kenny yeah. being like, I'm right here, Matt. I'm actually fine. <laughs> it is hard to externalize, yeah. especially in like a wrestling atmosphere. Like they could maybe pull it off on BTE, but like it's hard to externalize. But I like trying to figure out a way in which it's intentional is like addicting. I love it as a headcanon, but it is a thing where it's like, and I don't know if Kenny has really crafted a character that's like super complex, usually <laughs> like very layered. He's layered, but insane. But yeah. I, I mean, I think that I think they do. Well, I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Because like part of the issue that we've all flagged is it's like they've had a lot of big emotion. What should have been big emotional beats for Kenny that just kind of like passed by and mm-hmm. weren't a big thing. Like it's like the reunion with Hangman, the reunion with Ibushi. Like and again, there have been reasons, you know, that that maybe like we haven't gotten into that stuff. Um, so that's one thing that's happening but I just forgot what I was going to say. So I forgot the other half of what I was going to say. Was it something about like, like, I don't, you were saying, I don't know. Where did I start the sentence? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. I wish I knew. I really want you to finish the sentence. I know because I I do think that I had a good point, but I don't, I truly do not know. I love Kenny and I miss when any of them, uh, told stories and I know that yeah. they are the senior citizens of wrestling now and they don't really I don't know Matt's 40 <sighs> Matt's not 40 yet <laughs> that's the joke you guys yeah. just played Matt and Nick that's very cute <laughs> good job you guys <laughs> a little platonic family play for the road <laughs> for the road where are we going uh, <laughs> love our platonic family play guys it's gonna drive me crazy that i don't know what i was gonna say that he had these if you think of it we can we can record it you can record I know. it later and patch it in there yeah okay well love you kenny um oh mjf is taunting kenny about how he's gonna have a longer reign than him in 13 days or 10 days or whatever i mean it'll be different when you listen to this did kenny taunt him back last night or did i make that up like I think or did he Kenny got say something riled. at the end and said like we'll see about that or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But don't okay. do you agree with me that I think that it would have possibly made more sense if Don Callis was the one who is <gasps> I remember what I was going to say. I well. remember what I was going to say. It's that he he's had these things where it's like he hasn't had as much of an emotional thing as he's wanted whatever. But they uh, the other thing that's happening is that they are still just dealing with the fact that the Kenny Don storyline is so good, but it cannot end in a wrestling match. And that yeah. is a weird thing of all yeah. of the Callis family stuff is it's like the end goal yeah. is not yeah. that you fight Don Callis, but it's like they have done a pretty good job of being like Don Callis emotionally abused Kenny. Yeah. And yeah. Kenny has been extremely damaged by it what is the outcome like where right. what is the yeah. what is the catharsis at the end You'd, of that storyline when you can't fight don Callis? well I, and like i wish that like kenny was giving more of it i mean you could actually maybe if like if kenny was like don Callis emotionally abused me and now he's like gathered all these young men around him and he's probably emotionally, emotionally abusing them. them so he needs to like save Takeshita from that position that kenny was in and then you could get some wrestling matches out of it if he was doing something like that 
we really are getting into a dangerous territory because it's like the stuff that's ha- this in order to create emotional complexity here it's like you are drawing on pretty fucked up stuff where yeah. it's yeah. like <laughs> Kenny was groomed but then also is so damaged that he sees other people being groomed and feels a complicated mix of like envy and like mm. anger yeah. That, yeah. and he can't really separate out like the it's like it's not that because actually he doesn't want that to happen to them and he didn't want that to happen to him but he's had to recategorize it as like Don Callis was my dad and now he's not Mm -hmm. my dad anymore so it's really quite a dark little territory and um but you're I think you're right that like you do need Kenny doing some of the work of being like I I feel a certain way about the relationship that Don is forming with these other men and who they could become as a result and who I became as a result. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got there. We got there. Wow. Ladies, when we work together, <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing we cannot do. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Wardlow also wants to fight MJF. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> This one, like, I feel like I maybe wouldn't mind it as much if everybody else was, if everything else wasn't so scattered because it's like, okay, but like, uh, Wardlow, I mean. If he ugh. was playing his role in a symphony here, fine, but we have a cacophony, ladies. Mm-hmm, we, everybody exactly. is playing a different instrument and a different song on their yeah. different instrument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and it feels a little bit like now Wardlow's back, like they're giving him a little push again, and it's like, well, the only time Wardlow worked was in opposition to MJF, so we're just gonna try to rerun it, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't think that's what we should be doing. I'm, I really am worried. There's nothing Wardlow could do to become interesting. Yeah. I think uh, it is. I think it yeah. is a problem. People really loved to blame Tony Khan for this, and it's like Tony is to blame for so much, but it's like at a certain point a wrestler does have to be able to get themselves over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they've got to show some personality, and I'm just not seeing it. Sarah keeps saying, like, that Tony does this thing where he's, like, if some he thinks someone's getting hot and that he, like, thinks that they're ready, he'll push them to a certain point, but then, like, he will just be like, okay, so this is this is your spotlight. Do something with it. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. And I kind of feel like that is what Wardlow did, where it's like, well, you had, like, actually a lot of time in the mm-hmm. ring for a period of time there, and you didn't really use it well, so. Yeah. It's interesting it's to watch, like, like, him and Ricky and FTR, honestly, like, all get a lot of time and do nothing with it compared to, like, Swerve or Orange Cassidy or people who yeah. are, like, stepping yeah. up to it. And it is, I mean, it's like, is that wrong? Like, is that not how birds learn to fly? You yeah. get shoved <laughs> out of the nest? And it's like... Yeah. Yeah. And is that not, you know, some of these men have failure to launch. That's so close to FTR. Oh, I wish you could. <laughs> well, that's a little bit like, um, was somebody saying that Brian Cage, like he was really cool on the indies because he's like such a big guy that could do high flying it's things. It's the Bucks. But, it's the yeah. Bucks. The Bucks but said then, it. But then it is like once you get on TV, you have to, like you can't just wrestle good. Like, yeah. you know, you yeah. have to be you able to, to be You have to do other stuff good too. They yeah. didn't, none of them went to the Zoolander school. That's Mm-mm. the problem. <laughs> so true. Where you learn to read good and do other stuff good too. Yeah. One thing we should talk about with this Wardlow thing is that the person that he squashed was Ryan Nemeth, beloved yeah. Ryan Nemeth. Love that you, was Ryan. upsetting. I did not like upsetting. that. I, however, laughed so hard. I like hurt myself when <laughs> Tony Schiavone got into the ring afterwards, walked by Ryan Nemeth's corpse, and said, ugh. <laughs> What is it? He said, 
goodness. <laughs> Tony Schiavone does really have a little bit of an air of like he could be kind of a like a dandy English lord sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's goodness. True. <laughs> a beggar. <laughs> Okay. Um, I don't. Do you, Do you guys have anything you want to say? I know, like people have talked about, is Swerve going to get a title push, or is he going to end up in the in the title scene? Uh, I don't know if we have any indication that that's happening. Oh, I definitely think he should challenge MJF right now. I certainly I really think, think that, he... that would be a great time. <laughs> <laughs> he is honestly the only one though that I'm like he should be the one to take the title off MJF and like he should be the one story that yeah. they're actually doing here because it's yeah. like he's super charismatic his wrestling is super good like I'm interested in everything he's doing whereas yeah, like he'd be a great title holder yeah everybody also, else doing this nonsense I'm like I don't know what you're doing out here I, but Swerve would not let me down like that Swerve I really think could as a as a champion could babyface some guys like yeah. really well because he is giving he he's so good at doing that like cold terrifying mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. that it's like you would f- just feel sorry for some men yeah. fighting him you yeah. would just be yeah. like oh i've got to cheer for him because yeah. mm-hmm. he's so scared <laughs> <laughs> well we'll see what happens uh and then um roddy i guess adam finally got fed up with roddy and went to get surgery on his shattered ankle and roddy was like i guess to get my friend adam back adam was just making you pb and j's roddy like you're out of your fucking mind (laughs) but he said i guess to get my friend back i'm gonna have to make nice with mjf uh so he and the kingdom are either going to be allied with mjf or not one of one of those two things <laughs> so any thoughts great yeah throw them in the mix why yeah, not why not more Definitely. men you more can't men. go wrong <laughs> mjf should be, be surrounded by a ring of men all trying to do different things to and with him tony does sometimes well, he's a know, little <laughs> bit of a <laughs> really not a no for me as if you put it that way hey let's let's revisit that at another time <laughs> MJF in a cast of thousands. Um, okay, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's wind down with some low-key topics, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mommy's Little Baby's best friends cut a promo all together last night, along with Hook, who, of course, is a best friend and always has been. Uh, in this promo, Chris challenged Willow Nightingale to a match. OC kissed his little belt and said, I never knew how much I loved my belt, but I love my belt so much. I love my belt. Uh, Hook was present and is going to be in a tag match with Rob Van Dam against some mystery opponents, and Dustin and Greg were there eating. And uh, Greg was eating a clementine and throwing the peel on the ground. I couldn't see Dustin very well, so I just assumed it was the same thing, but Leah, what was he eating? A tiny baguette? A little teeny <laughs> tiny baguette. And Hook, That's mommy's Hook, baby. Hook was Talking eating his, his chips, and so, like, mm. the three boys were just eating. <laughs> I did kind of get the impression that um, Dustin and Greg were kind of like, if he's allowed to eat out here, like, I think there was he should something, be allowed to eat. There was something going on where Hook started eating, and then Dustin pulled the bread out of his pocket and started eating it. And then he elbowed Greg, and Greg turned around and looked at him, and then turned back. And Gre- Dustin elbowed him again, and Greg like made like a little bit of like a face, and then reached into his pocket and pulled out the clementine. And you think he didn't want to eat? He didn't the think vibe, that was a funny bit. Yeah, the vibe was very much that Dustin was like 
if he eats, then we'll eat and we'll all be eating. And it'll be so funny. And Greg's like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. You got it. It was so it funny. Was so the peels on the ground was killing me. These, and these it's are the funniest part. Greg was throwing them somewhat forcefully, too. Like, it was a little bit like, is this what you want, Dust? Is this what you want? God bless him. So funny. Um, Willow Nightingale maybe is good and becoming evil now. Is I'm that- very excited for it. I feel like the the listeners, by the time that they um, hear this, they will know because this is going to happen on Battle of the Belts after Collision. But I want to know if Willow's going to come down the ramp with like her eyes like all crazy mm-hmm. and like misted. I'm I'm just like I think she might possibly be hinting. I don't think she's actually going to heal turn. I think Sky Blue is. I but I don't think too. Yeah, they both got misted. So I think Sky is going to become one of Julia's minions. I think Willow is going to fake us out where I think she's going to do something that makes it seem like she's going to but not actually do it. What if Willow is so intrinsically good that the goo can't take hold of her? Oh, she fight, fights it off with her immune system. I, I love, love that. that. And I mean maybe that's what's happening with the goo in in other cases. But mm. I will say I saw someone say this too that it's like but we but all the women are heels and I was like you are not wrong yeah it's the same issue with the men yeah they're all like they're the only all way heels. to get on TV is to go heels. Yeah. do you guys remember when uh, I had my my idea that would never work but I loved it so much about the mirror universe and how you could oh, do yeah. shows in the mirror universe and the real universe it's yeah. starting mm-hmm. to feel like we are in the mirror universe <laughs> they're all growing little goatees they've all got goatees yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, yeah. We are running out of paragons of virtue and justice. Mm. And even, like, the faces are, like, MJF, which is, like, not a very pure He's face situation. Yeah. He, he bribed someone this week. Mm-hmm. Dustin Rhodes. It was very, 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 very cute, though, when uh, Billy Gunn was, like, Max, he's a scumbag, and Max is like, <laughs> that was but he's he's my, my scumbag. scumbag. <laughs> so oh cute. My God, I can't believe Max Caster is. It is true that like his vibe is like you're letting me do this, but also it's like he says it, and then everyone is like, you've been doing it. <laughs> they just can't stop you, Max. They just decided that they can't stop you. You're letting me do this. They can't stop you. They tried. Remember when Tony tried to take him off to you? He was like, no more scissoring, no more nasty raps. And then it clearly was like, oh, fine. I don't Just yeah, do it. Sure. I don't care. Lick him. There was that period where he'd start doing something and then it was like he was clearly disallowed from doing it, but then he'd do something nastier. Yeah. Well, better the it. devil you know, they think all the yeah. time uh, with Max yeah. Caster. I, can I say one more thing about Chris and Willow Nightingale? Please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris made such a point of being like somebody I respect, somebody I like, somebody who is my friend. I mm. really think that there's going to be a moment. And I like, this is going to air on Sunday. And so I feel like there's a chance that I'm going to sound so fucking stupid. But I think <laughs> there's going to be a moment where like Willow is like, sta- has her like a, terrible eyes. And then she's going to be standing over Chris and have a moment where she's going to take Chris out. And then she just mm. doesn't do it. That's what I think. Mm. Okay. I would love that. I like I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to be Did you cut that? Don't, you guys, don't let me say <laughs> Don't let me say <laughs> on a podcast. Cut that. Just beep it. Just, <laughs> just beep it. Just beep it. Don't, beep don't it. let me have said that. <laughs> just beep all of this. Did you guys see Chris's Insta story today where she sang the song, like, um, The Kiss Little the Mermaid? Yeah. yeah. And then her lizard had a mermaid costume on. 
the makeup the, their makeup artist made boots a little mermaid tail Amazing. and he loves it and he so loves it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is it's beautiful beautiful stuff um jungle boy coming back soon or not I wanted to, I want to know what the vibe is going to be with the crowd because yeah. I think he's like, if I was running the crowd, I would be like, he's a baby face now because unfortunately <laughs> yeah. he's my baby. It's honestly he so defeated funny. The evil. I hope they he's shout, he's my so scumbag funny. at JB. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to come out every one chance to cry me a river. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope he comes back. Um... Okay, well, I think we can leave it there for today. Did I miss anything that anyone was desperately wanting to talk about? Or are y'all done here? (laughs) (laughs) Did you like that we started saying that? I love it. You guys have, um, like, multiple times when uh, guest hosting said it, and I love it every time. (laughs) Guest hosting. I mean, it really does make you appreciate how hard it is to transition out of something where it's like, you understand now why it has happened. (laughs) Yeah. The funny thing is like when you're listening, like any transition works, like you don't even care. You know, it's just like you change the subject, but yeah, when you're doing it, when you're doing it, you're like, and speaking of MJF, (laughs) MJF, y'all done here. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm so glad that I got to I got to vent some of these humors that are built up inside my body. (laughs) So glad you're back. So glad I didn't have to manage a single transition. So happy to be here. And you nailed it. I I love hanging out with you. I love Mm. chatting to our listeners. I love less the moment after we finish recording where I'm going to think, what did I say and what will they hear on Sunday? (laughs) But overall, podcasting is good. Wrestling is fun. And you guys are amazing. Right back at you. You too. Wow. A real positive force in the world, this podcast. (laughs) On that note, I've been Allie. I've been Anne. And I've been Leah. This is Tunnel Talk. Our theme is by Chris Corkin. You can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod, uh, on Tumblr at Tunnel Talk Pod, via email at tunneltalkpod at gmail.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And I will just plug here that... As you guys know, um, if you leave us a five-star review, you can send us something to watch, and we will watch it on a future bonus episode. Um, So if you haven't done that yet, feel free to do so, and uh, come back next week.